ladies and gentlemen, in a world filled with pandemics and strife, two people came together to review films. Without further ado, I give you Crown and Coogler. Get Real with Lisa Crown Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. And we're back again. Loving this. Crown and Coogler movie reviews because why not? We're still in our situation in a shutdown. And the reality is this is a this is a year thing. We could do this all year round. I'm just having so much fun. People are asking me all the time, what are you doing? What are you doing for fun? Truly, Ryan, you have had such uh, you know excitement and fun into my life by doing these movie reviews with me. I'm so excited. Can't wait for us to do this and to record together and, and get this messaging out there. Um, I'm really excited about this week. This week we have two movies. One is a wild card that Ryan's going to kick us off with and two, one that we had watched together. So Ryan, um, share with us your surprise video that you uh, picked as the wild card and let's hear all about it. Yeah, so this is actually an interesting pick. I'm making it, so I'm calling it interesting. Um, there's a lot of new content out there, as you know. There's new stuff all the time. And I've watched a couple things here, and they're actually through on this new Tom Hanks movie called Greyhound, and I was maybe going to talk about that, but it was Tom Hanks. It was submarines. He's boring. They're boring. I was bored. I turned it off. So I said, you know what? Let's go with something that was popular enough, but I don't know that everybody saw. So this movie won Best Picture last year. Usually Best Picture means a lot of people saw it. I don't know. This movie's called Parasite. It's a South Korean film. It's the first foreign language film to win the Best Picture Oscar. It's never happened before. This was a shock to everybody. I mean, some of the biggest movies, Joker, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood that we talked about a few weeks ago, mm -hmm. big movies were nominated and this small independent South Korean flick came along and it won the top Oscar that you can win. Um, kind of like how we talked about Palm Springs without really talking about it. This movie is spoiler filled. The less you go in knowing the better. Um, I don't know, is it a comedy? Is it a drama? Is it a thriller? Is it a horror? movie it's kind of all of them um it's i guess the basics would be the rich versus the poor the haves versus the have-nots how this family infiltrates another and wackiness ensues um edge of your seat what is going on i can't believe what this movie is showing me and i can't stop watching um again people saw it it made money at one best picture but this just hit hulu so I think for the people home that missed it, this is an opportunity to catch up with Parasite. You get to say you saw the movie, the foreign movie that won Best Picture, and I think uh, you'll be down with it and you won't be disappointed. And it's just really good. The guy that did it, Bong Joon-ho, he did a couple movies prior. Uh, one was called The Host, which is a really fun monster movie. He did Snowpiercer with Captain America himself, Chris Evans, and that was really fun. But just a really interesting original filmmaker. And this was if not the best movie of last year, in my opinion, it was top two or three. Is this something that would be up your alley, Lisa? Subtitles, wackiness, weird? Would I watch it? Well, I want a little bit more details. I know you're saying go in not knowing anything, but like, give me a vibe. What's the vibe essence? It sounds like the movie screamed to me in Korean. It's, I don't know, like maybe a Twilight Zone type of thing. I mean, it's definitely like a family really dark drama with comedic moments. I just, it's so fun to watch it grow organically, the story. I mean, this guy sets it up and it's like, 
pieces of a puzzle and the way that they connect and one in front of the other until you get to the end and you're like, wow, that's what this guy was building to. It's just really cool. So this would be something where I would just hope somebody would take my word for it without me having to go too much into the plot because it really is a cool movie to experience. And one of the best things was last year when this was playing in theaters, we were at the theater all the time, my family and I, we would be walking into something and you would hear people walking past you talking about, oh my God, that movie was crazy. Oh my God, that was insane. And in my head, I'm like, oh, they must've just got out of Parasite. And then like, it was literally for like weeks because this movie played in theater for months. You would just be out at dinner and two people are discussing Parasite. Like, can you believe what we just saw? And so there was a lot of buzz. There was a lot of really fun. I don't know, it's on Hulu. It's two hours. It is, there are subtitles, but it's an easy sit. And I just think you just, if you trust somebody, you just go with the watch. Is the whole thing subtitles? The whole thing is subtitled. It's Whoa, a movie, see, that would be an actors. interesting follow. Yeah. Okay. Well, but you I, got you, you got me interested. I'm 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 thinking about it. It's buzzing yeah. around. And as I think about it, let's dive into our next one. Oh man, just gives me chills saying the word. But the last dance, the whole kind of story about the Bulls and Michael Jordan and that whole run. Uh, Ryan, give us a synopsis on it and then let's dive into this thing. Yeah, so this was 10 hours and it's probably my very favorite thing that I saw all year. Movies, TV, or any, you know, anything. It was, it's a 10 part docu-series. Um, it aired on ESPN a few months ago. Mm-hmm. So they did, I think they did two a week for five weeks. Uh, my son Travis and I, loved it we dug in every sunday night we watched the two hours couldn't wait the full week till the next two hours hit and i guess now all 10 hours are on netflix easily accessible Mm -hmm. this is great i mean the access that this film crew had so the the premise is that a film crew basically followed the chicago bulls around during jordan's last year the 97 98 season i believe um, and they captured basically everything that happened that year when I first heard this, I'm like, well, how am I going to watch 10 hours of one year? But what they do is they take you to a certain point in that year, and then they reflect back on something that is maybe related to it. So maybe in 98, Jordan has something going on with Pippin. Well, then you're going to go back 20 years to you know see Scottie Pippin's story. And the same thing with like Dennis Rodman, where, oh my God, I remember Rodman, the worm. That guy was crazy. I want his backstory they would flash back and you would get an hour episode on Rodman so that by the time this thing was over, I mean, you had a 10 hour, you know, mosaic about the Bulls and the history of Michael Jordan. And it's just, it's, I thought it was so well done and so cool. And just, you felt like you really saw something when it was over. I, you could not have explained that better. Okay. I just, I felt like just in the pocket right there. I'm being so challenged right now. It's gonna make me emotional, I'm not gonna lie. I'm being so challenged right now to stop my world, stop being a wife, stop being a mom, stop being a coach, stop being a daughter, a sister, a friend, and be fully present watching these films, watching these documentaries, watching the doc series, and, and being there. And you guys, I have to tell you, I feel like I was there, like I was a bull. Okay, all of a sudden I was wearing a jersey. I felt the sweat. I felt the emotion. I was like, you're right. I was, I was talking out loud. I was talking to myself. I was like, oh my God. I had so much. So I was there, Ryan. I was there. I, 
I'm so blown away what I heard, what I learned. I can't tell you, being a coach, I've been a coach for over 20 years. And I'll tell you, through my years of coaching people, the one thing that threads through, no matter if someone is brand new into title sales or somebody is, you know, 30 years in the top of their game, the word confidence comes threading through always. And I just have to say to any human listening to this right now, if you want to learn about confidence, learn it from the legend. (laughs) Learn it from the one who organically, wholeheartedly, working relentlessly, you know, poured, legit poured, heart, soul, spirit, everything went in to mastering his craft. And where he started, you get to see him as like this young boy and the insecurities and didn't make this team and didn't do that or, you know, just building up and mastering his practice. I mean, I couldn't get an, I wish there was an 11, a 12. I, I wanted to keep going. Like, I'm so mad it's over because I just feel like my team just, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And let me tell you something too, listeners. I'm not a big basketball fan. I mean, I watch baseball. I'm not a huge basketball fan. And if I was, I was a Laker fan and I would watch Laker games or go to Laker games. Rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. I would say that this, I just understanding their story, understanding that, you know, what it takes to win six championships. I I just, the whole thing has me, I want it. I feel like it's my duty on this planet to get the world to watch this series. Do you feel the same? Yeah, I think, I think it's fantastic. And as you mentioned, so I grew up in L.A. I was a Lakers fan. I didn't even follow the Bulls around. I, I mean, I knew Michael Jordan, right? Everybody had right. the shoes. You saw the posters. I didn't know nothing about this guy's life because I just wasn't a fan. I didn't care about him. I didn't care about the team. So I thought it was kind of neat to go back and like, wow, this was going on. And he had this crazy rivalry with the Detroit Pistons and Isaiah Thomas and his the whole thing like with the gambling how the and how the press was so on his ass and the stuff with his dad and like I just wasn't into this when they were going through it and watching it now I'm like wow it's it's there's crazy stuff in there um but I don't think you have to be a fan of the Bulls you don't by the time it's over you're a fan of you're a fan of yeah I mean I've always been a Michael Jordan fan. And to be honest, I don't know why, other than his relentlessness. I felt like I was a title sales executive and a coach the way he looked at basketball. Like I found that I I was a cleaner. I was one that Tim Grover would say, like just worked relentlessly, like poured, gave up their world. You know, it's, I like, I mean, truly it's probably a workaholic, but it just sounds better to be, you know, saying like that. Like I felt like that, I wanted to strive to be the Michael Jordan in title. And so I was really obsessed with where he was at the height. And I wore his shoes. I mean, I had Michael Jordan shoes. Like, I loved him, okay? I loved him, and I didn't know the why part. And I really kind of feel, as I was learning about, like, I didn't know his dad was murdered. You know, part of me felt like, God, you idolized someone. You didn't even, like, know his story. It's funny. You can't judge someone and talk shit, and you can't idolize without, like, you should know a story. And I got to tell you, I cried through this um, series and the parts that choked me up was a lot about his dad. His dad, him and his dad were so tight. His dad 
gave up like his life to like travel with him, support him, encouraged him, like was always there every game, like impacted his life, you know, and played such a huge role in his life. I didn't have that. I didn't have a dad that did that. So for me, I so, it made me so emotional like that. And it's so funny. It's not funny. It's so interesting that like, when his dad died, how it was like he was out. You know, it's like you always wonder why did he retire and go into baseball? His dad's passion was to see him on the baseball field. Like he had his reasons. It mattered to him. Being this big icon wasn't bigger and greater than fulfilling this little dream the dad still had on the side. It's just, it's and, things like that. And he comes off in some of those scenes when he's like practicing with the guys. I mean, he's super intimidating. Whereas I feel like his teammates are scared of him. He has that edge. He has that side. But then you see him like interacting with the long-term security guy who he's oh. known forever, who has oh, cancer, who's coming out to his last game. And you see that he has this like gentle side to him. Um, what I really liked is that he's basically telling his story now in the present in his badass home and you're flashing back. And when he's telling this story, like, it is not sugar-coated. I mean, this guy's dropping F-bombs left and right. It's like, this is who I am. This is, you know, people got on him for not, you know, doing some of the civil rights stuff. He's like, that's not me. He's like, this is who I am. This was my goal. This was my mission. This is what I achieved. It's not watered down. It's not sugar-coated. I think he produced it. And usually when that happens, it is watered down and sugar-coated like the NWA movie. Ice Cube produced it. You're going to get a really nice one-sided look at NWA. This, I felt like, this is who I am, and that's what it is. And I thought he came off like a badass. He came he's off like a total cigar, badass. He looks cool. He's got the nice crib. This is his life, and accept it or not. He was so raw, real, down to earth. He didn't, he didn't give a shit. He did not care at all. He, I felt like I was behind the scenes. I felt like they were like, cut. Okay, so tell us what happened. Blah, 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 blah. Like, I felt like we, that's why I was telling you, I felt like a bull. I was there. I felt like I was part of the filming. You know what I mean? Like, just watching. I mean, I'm, it, the, I can't believe who I was watching this. When we, they would show clips, they do a lot of clips. You have to be prepared of like games. But the cool thing about the game clips, it was like all the parts we really needed to see. And I was like, come on, like you got this. And I was yelling and screaming like, oh my God. And he, he missed a ball. Like there was air balls. He blew game day. Like he, they could have taken it and win it for the season and he missed the shot. And it's funny, he has got some really great powerful quotes. And one of them was like, you know, he, he's taken 300 winning game shots and missed, and he's still a legend and icon. People are so afraid today, Ryan, to make mistakes and screw up. And the reality is when you listen to a legend talk about his mistakes, his regrets, his, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have said that. He punched one of the players in the face. He's like, I shouldn't have punched him. He apologized. Like when you see all this humanness, realness, it just really helps us relax as trying to do everything so damn perfect all the time, which was a bit of his mantra. You know, he said something, someone's like, look, dude, there's no I in team. You got to pass the ball. He's like, there's no I in team, but there's an I in win. And it was like, to, for, for, to be a part of his team, you had to earn that right. And as much as people are like, he's a dick or he's cocky or he's controlling or he's bossing around, whatever it was, it was like, the reality was that 
inside, they really wanted to make that spot. They wanted to get where Pippen was. They wanted to get where Rodman got, you know, Steve Kerr or whatever his name was. He struggled a long time to get there and like earn that spot. And like, that was really fascinating to watch also is shit's not just handed to you. Not even if you're on the same Bulls team, you have to like, it's just such an interesting way to look at it. But I loved it. And the thing I agree with you the most is that when it was over, like we were bummed. Like we had, I mean, it was five weeks of looking forward to this. And when it was over, we were like, wait a minute, now what are we going to do with our time? And so when you, when you hate to see something that's 10 hours long end, it, it means something. It does. It does. You know what also was watching how, you know, them who had fans and money and, and fame and all this victories and wins and all, they had problems. And you know what I mean? They had issues and there were drama. There was drama in there. And there were things that the players, they didn't like and they weren't okay with. And, you know, they used their voices and they stood up for what they believed in. There was loyalty attached. I mean, I'm telling you, Ryan, loyalty to me is number one, right? That is like anytime, like even when I was in the dating world, Ryan, people were like, what's the most important thing? Like how tall does he have to be? How cute does he have to be? Like, no, no, no. He has to be a loyal person. He has to be a good person. And it was like, when they were saying that Phil Jackson's last year, this is his last year in 90, it's his last year, Michael was out. It wasn't even a question. And Michael was at his peak, Ryan. He wasn't ready to go, really. And I do think he has a little bit of like, damn, I could have won seven and walking away with like, I could have gone to seven. But just that loyalty he had to the essence of the team. He wasn't going to be a part of a rebuild. He wasn't going to be a part of it without Phil Jackson. Loyalty in this was so, damn, it was so strong. It was like a vibration through the whole thing. Yeah, it's a good message the whole way it really was it really was so on the wrap up uh it's a hundred percent yes i just feel like you hit 18 years old it's like a requirement you got to watch this um anyway we are going to do something different this time ryan we're going to mix it up because why not we want to do instead of doing emojis which was fun for the first three episodes we're going to try doing numbers we're going to rate it one through ten ten is perfection So honestly, Ryan, if you're given a 10, like you're laying in front of a train over this thing, and the reality is uh, one through 10 is going to be the way we're going to be doing our films from here on out. So we're going to start with Parasite. And what? So I'm actually giving Parasite a 10. I know this is funny that the first time we decide to do this, I'm going to have two 10s. It's not going to be like this every time. But Parasite, I really think, is a revolutionary film, and it's a revolutionary time in the industry where something non-American speaking can win the top prize in all of movie going, and the movie delivers the goods. Like, it's not a stuffy, boring movie. Like, this movie is exciting, and it's cool, and it's fantastic, and I think the 10 is definitely deserved. Awesome. So as far as the last dance, I'm going to give it a 10. And let me tell you something. I don't anticipate giving out 10s, you guys. I just have to be really clear. I I wish I had an 11 button. I want 11 on here. This was insanely good. And 100% I recommend it. 
all the way. Whether you're in sales or not, it doesn't matter. Anybody, okay? If you're a 92-year-old grandma listening to this, you got to watch Last Dance. Ryan, what do you give it? I agree. I mean, again, at the top of this show or the top of this review, I said that I think that this is probably the best thing that I watched all year, movie, TV, or otherwise. I've watched a lot, and this is the one that stuck with me. I don't think it could have been better. I just, it, we touched on it for a while now, and I can't go lower than 10. So what do you, you're giving it a what? Giving it a 10. Giving it a 10! Ladies and gentlemen, two 10s for the last dance, and Parasite got the 10. So what does that tell you? The bottom line is, right now more than ever, you got a time block to spend some time to watch some of these films. We're also interested in some of the things that you've seen that you want to put up for our reviews for us to check out and watch. I am having so much fun. I cannot wait to see what's on deck for our next episode. Thank you so much for tuning in and checking it out. This is Crown and Coogler, and off we go. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you. Thank you.